is the Go Blue Crew. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick. Derek Devine is not here this week, so it is just me. And I was thinking about not even doing a show, uh, just skipping ahead to when we could both be back together. But a little bit of a programming note. We are going to be taking a break for probably a few weeks. Uh, we haven't set like a return date, but just wanted to put that out there. So we will be going silent for just a little bit. Life events coming up. It just didn't make sense to try to uh, schedule time to do this, knowing that things are going to be a little crazy in July. So uh, if I had to take a guess, you know, maybe we'll be back like latter part of July or you know, early August, probably by the latest. But uh, that's part of the reason I wanted to do a solo episode. And then I also wanted to talk about new name, image, and likeness policies from the NCAA. Uh, some states have their own policies. This is uh, getting kind of complicated, but the gist of it is athletes will be able, uh, starting the day I'm recording this, which is uh, uh, Thursday, July 1st, be able to profit off of their name, image, and likeness, or you may have seen it abbreviated as NIL. And I have a lot of um, conflicting opinions and feelings about this. And uh, of course, it seems to be like a popular move because athletes are basically unpaid, and, uh, you know, aside from like scholarships and things like that. And so uh, you take the stance of, well, athletes are doing labor and therefore they deserve to be paid. Uh, the problem with name, image, and likeness is not every athlete, or and I would say, you know, most athletes are not even going to be able to turn this into anything significant if they're able to benefit at all. Um, you know, a, a volleyball player in the, the, the Mac, let's say, um, is, is not going to see the same return that uh, if you're the star quarterback at Alabama or Ohio State or uh, USC. You know, there are sports and athletes who NIL legislation really benefits, and then there are others um, who I imagine won't see much of an impact. Of course, this is all developing really quickly. Schools and athletic departments didn't have a whole lot of time to put stuff together, um, although they should have seen this coming. So I can't imagine that they were caught totally blindsided, or you know, I can't imagine they were totally blindsided by this. But um, difficult situation, I'm sure, still for them. Here's the thing. If we are going to say athletes, college athletes deserve to be paid because they are doing labor, making money for the school. This doesn't apply. The making money part doesn't apply to every athlete. It applies mostly to college football and men's college basketball. Um, and then there are some other exceptions. But the field hockey team is not bringing in money for the athletic department. Athletic departments lose money on those sports. And it's the enormous revenues from the football team and the men's basketball team that are able to make up for that. And so if, if we're going to take that position that NIL legislation um, is a good thing because now these athletes are able to be paid, I don't think it addresses 
what a lot of us considered to be the main problem here, which is the labor part. They're doing free labor, basically. And to say that NIL legislation, being able to profit off of your name, image, and likeness is uh, an undeniably good thing, a step in the right direction. What are we saying about athletes who don't generate um, popularity or revenue that they just don't deserve to be paid because they're not popular enough or they don't deserve to be paid because um, they're not productive enough like economically like they don't bring in enough money to the university i think that's a bad road to go down so i'm not going to rail against nil um stuff because i frankly i think it just looks bad but there's this huge question still lingering about like the nature of the college athlete experience the nature of that college athlete's relationship with the university. Um, I think there are even still questions about like, are these college athletes doing labor? Like, are they actually laboring? And if you say yes, a question I would ask you is what differentiates a college athlete from like a high school athlete? I don't think many of us would say that high school athletes are doing labor they're for the most part not making money for their school they're there um, because they enjoy football or baseball or softball or whatever they like running track or their parents have made them do it as i'm sure we, we all have some experience with but that's a good question i think what differentiates a college athlete from a high school athlete because if we're going to say the college athlete is doing labor why can't we say that the the high school athlete is doing labor why does the recreation part stop at high school graduation and i know there there are some differences such as that um you know in college it's not like you know we're all going out for the the tennis team and and we're pretty much all going to make it obviously that's not how it works there's a recruitment process and your student athlete you're kind of shopping around uh, what's a good fit for you athletically and you know hopefully academics are kind of in the equation there um, but I think that the, the big, um, the, the big reception, the big positive reception of NIL legislation just doesn't totally hit the mark for me. And I, I think by embracing this and saying like, we are on our way, we're doing a disservice to a ton of athletes who are, are not going to see any kind of significant return on this they're going to continue to in the view of many of us like do unpaid labor um and then if we want to say that that they are not worthy i guess of being paid well that's a position you could certainly take i mean i wouldn't encourage it but it feels like that's sort of the trap we're starting to fall into here could we decommodify sports take it away from the schools and just have like different aau programs affiliated with school like sure you know i think that'd be kind of cool actually if we could you know decouple the profit making from the sport um i don't see that happening soon i think in the meantime you know we should 
push for a more all-encompassing solution to these problems. Um, so I'm not going to rain on your parade if you're out here, you know, singing the praises of NIL stuff. And and already, like with Michigan, we've seen Adrian Nunez. Um, he has a you know brand deal, I guess, clothing maybe. Aiden Hutchinson, the same thing. And I yeah, I might just be missing some even by now. I mean, these things are rolling out. Uh, Bo Nix with Auburn, you know, he's got a deal. These things happen pretty quickly. Um, one thing to note is that not every state has NIL, like actual legislation. I keep saying legislation. I probably should have said more like rules or guidelines or something. But um, if, if uh, you're in a state without that, if your state government hasn't come up with something yet, then the NCAA has basically told schools individually, um, govern this for yourselves for now. And hopefully in the future, your state will do this or um, better yet, Congress could, could create sort of like a blanket policy uh, that would govern everybody. Um, it seems like that's where we're going. I mean, that kind of seems inevitable at this point. We talked about college football playoff expansion uh, the last episode, and it feels like sort of the same thing. It's going to happen, just kind of a matter of when. Um, so that's my take on the NIL stuff. I know you may not have been interested in that, but it's, uh, like I said in the beginning, a lot of conflicting feelings and opinions for me. And I'm, I'm sure other people are... Uh, either have been weighing these questions or hopefully we'll start to, because I think there are, they are important. Um, you know, certainly like, even if you are a huge fan of this, you, you should not uh, call it, call it a day. You know, we won the fight or whatever. Uh, there's still definitely more to do. You know, every time you get that feeling, I would just urge you to think about the, the tennis players out there and the, the field hockey players and, and what have you. And, uh, understand that there are definitely avenues, I think, for those smaller sport athletes to make money off of their name, image, and likeness. When you think about like hosting camps, or maybe they come from a smaller community where businesses want to have like a advertising partnership. Um, and you know, I won't even I won't even get into this whole commodification of self stuff. <laughs> if if you if you don't like tiktok stars and like social media influencers and all this um i worry that we're kind of heading down the same path with the major college sports at least where like your favorite team's running back or wide receiver is talking all the time about the the chewing gum brand that they're sponsored by or something i don't know you know maybe hopefully that doesn't happen and maybe i'm just like being too pessimistic about it but uh it's stuff to pay attention to um, I think no doubt that, you know, we, we are kind of moving in the right direction. I would caution you to say that, um, or to not say that, that this is a huge leap forward because, um, while it is a huge leap forward for the Alabama, Alabama football programs of the world and whatnot, this is not, uh, in my mind anyway, uh, a fix to the original problem that we've been pointing out for a while now. So like I said, uh, in the very beginning, we will be taking a short break here, probably for a couple of weeks, uh, and then we'll come back and 
and we'll get going again on Michigan and, and maybe even more stuff. So stay tuned to that. Take care out there. Go Blue.